Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Jordana Levine, and you're listening to the Inspired Table Podcast. Each week, you'll be led down an inspired path of curiosity as I chat to some of my favorite soul-centered folk about the things that inspire me daily in the hope that some of that juicy inspiration will rub off on you. So pour yourself your favorite cuppa and take a seat at my table. I promise you'll leave happier, healthier, and bursting with inspiration. Today, I'm joined by Ben Gould and Amanda Gracie, the gorgeous couple behind Bondi Yoga House, an urban yoga retreat in the heart of Bondi Beach. Ben and Amanda's story is inspirational, and after spending a little bit of time at Bondi Yoga House, I can tell you that what they have created in a few short months is a peaceful, restorative, and soul-nourishing space full of community and heart. Got some very exciting news, so stay tuned at the end of the episode where I will announce my upcoming monthly event, Inspired Lunar Nights, that I will be hosting from Bondi Yoga House. And all I'll say for now is group meditation, new moon intentions, and manifesting your wildest dreams. Oh, and yummy organic tea and treats. So make sure you listen to the end to grab all those details. Now for this deliciously inspirational interview with Ben and Amanda. Enjoy. Bondi Yoga has came about while we were traveling last year. So um, Ben and I left our corporate jobs um, in 2015, so beginning of last year, um, and went backpacking for 10 months around the world. And as part of that, we started off the trip with our yoga teacher training in Nicaragua. So we went straight from our Bondi beach pad to living in a tree house in Nicaragua for about three weeks while we did our yoga teacher training. So um, quite a big jump that we made there within the first couple of weeks of our trip. But um, we knew that we wanted yoga to be a bigger part of our life and we wanted it for the trip as well, just to kind of help with our own self-practice and just thought it was a good way to kind of um, open our eyes up and do a bit of something for ourselves in the beginning of the trip. So we then traveled around for the next eight or so months, and we stayed in a couple of different um, retreats, um, and we also did another yoga teacher training at the end of our trip. And while we were traveling, um, you know, we also missed out on some of the yoga retreats that we really wanted to go to because they were in a bit uh, more remote places, weren't really on or close to the cities that we wanted to travel to. And when we were kind of sitting down and having a think about, you know, what we wanted to do next and we thought, you know, this is amazing. These yoga retreats, they give people such a great experience, but 
you know, why not have it in a bit more of an urban environment? And we knew we wanted to move back to Bondi and be back in Australia. And there was nothing like that here. And so we thought, you know, how good would it be to have, you know, something like a yoga retreat in the middle of Bondi? And so we thought we could take that experience of, you know, being able to do yoga, being able to stay in a cool place and, yeah, bring that to Bondi. It was also a bit of a defining part of our trip. It was around seven months in and I think, you know, we were sitting on a a beautiful exotic beach somewhere and we were kind of contemplating, well, I certainly was at the time, like, you know, what are we going to do next in the way of of work? And we sort of together discussed what are the five things that we're really passionate about, you know, in our personal life and, and also even professionally. And yoga was a big part of that, you know, Bondi beach lifestyle, uh, you know, hosting and kind of entertaining people. We always thought, you know, maybe a cafe or something of that type would be you know, down our track. But when we sort of put it all together, this yoga retreat concept really started to be born. And, and for us, uh, you know, when we came back to Bondi, everything really you know, started to fall into place and the concept then became a reality. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, you know, it's in those moments you sort of like you say, when you know, you know, you know, like the, the idea just feels so right. Yeah, yeah exactly. it all, all fell into place really nicely. And, you know, I think timing is just a, such a big part of, you know, making dreams come true. And, and that for us has been just such an incredible journey um, the last few months. Yeah, beautiful. So what was, what was the contrast then to the corporate background that you had? What were you guys doing prior to this? So prior to this, uh, I'm originally from Melbourne and I moved up to Sydney about three years ago. And at the time, was working with an American-based uh, software internet company and you know, super hyper-growth company that was going places fast. And I began at the time in a startup environment and you know, had a, a, an amazing job and working with incredible people and, and then transitioned to Sydney uh, with that job as well. And uh, at the time, was sort of morphing into what was a startup into a, a corporation and and it was a pretty similar journey for Amanda as well. Yeah, so I so I guess just taking a couple of steps back, I moved to Australia about seven and a half years ago. So I was in D.C. Um, working for a business advisory company and they gave me the opportunity to, to come to Sydney, which was only meant to be for six months. And then six months turned into now seven and a half years. Wow. <laughs> that somehow happened. And yeah, so I was with that first company for about three years and then um, made the transition um, to the same company um, Ben and I met at. And yeah, we were both in um, high pressure sales roles, always been in a sales role. So it's definitely a contrast from what we're doing now. Um, you know, we wear leggings. Well, I wear leggings instead of suits. Try not to wear leggings. I'm quite in my legging uh, market. But yeah, you know, working, you know, the corporate grind and boozing and schmoozing clients and yeah, for us it just, that wasn't the path we were headed down anymore. So we wanted, we wanted something different and going to travel was a perfect opportunity for us to take that break and figure out, you know, what that next step was going to be. Had you decided to leave that lifestyle when you left for the trip or did you think maybe you'd come back to it? Yeah, that's a great question. We we didn't know. So we tried to get a, a leave, of ba- leave of absence with work and um, they were only able to give that to us for a portion of the time we actually wanted to go. So we went on the trip with a bit of an open mind. We hoped that something would inspire us and we would find something along the way. 
And towards the end of the trip, when we, you know, hadn't had the Bondi Yoga House idea set in stone yet, you know, we were a bit confused. We didn't know. We we're thinking, should we go back to corporate? Should we um, jump in and just try this right away? And, you know, you, we had a, both had a couple of interviews and, you know, the thought of it kind of just didn't sit right with us going back. We knew we went on this trip for a reason and, you know, we know we had this idea. And if we took that six month break that we thought about to maybe go back to corporate and, and save up some money, we just thought, you know what, if we don't do it now, we probably will never do it. And we'll just fall right back into, you know, the, the grind of the life that we had before. So yeah, we kind of just decided, let's just go for it. Yeah, great. And what what role did yoga play in your lives prior to your teacher training? Yeah, for me, uh, yoga was um, you know an interesting interesting step. I guess when I first met Amanda, she dragged me along to a yoga class, and you know, being the, the typical boyfriend that, that I was, I, I was kind of like, yeah, of course, I'd love to come to yoga. Like, yeah, I'd be right down my alley. I'd, really open to this and a new relationship and <laughs> and here I am being dragged along and I, I get to uh, icebergs here in, in Bondi and I mean you couldn't start learning yoga at a more beautiful place that's surrounded by incredible you know, beaches and, and what have you. So it began that practice there and then one Saturday turned into multiple Saturdays and then uh, after the first class I kind of remember this feeling even t- today I remember the time when I finished that class and my first thought was well, one I can't touch my toes and I'm going to be years away from ever doing that. And then second to that was, gee, I feel really good. Like I feel like I've actually taken the first breath of, of my life. I never really had that kind of invigorating feeling when I was to, to do an exercise or a sport um, before. So that for me became quite a, an interesting path. And then you know, I, this was only probably three years ago, so I'm relatively new to yoga as, a, as an activity. And, and then I started to continue my practice and then I really started to – feel the benefits physically uh, and then also mentally when I was doing yoga in line with work and I was in you know, quite a stressful job and, and working long hours and, and all that sort of stuff, it allowed me to come to a space within an hour or 90 minutes where I had nothing more to think about but being on the map. Yeah, for, for me it was a bit different actually. So the first couple of times I've tried, I tried yoga. I actually really didn't like it. I was like, "What is this? I don't think it's for me." You know, I, I I was one of those people making my grocery list and thinking about all the million things that I had to do during yoga, which was probably actually why I really needed it. But um, I was running a lot at the time because I was training for a half marathon, and my body was just starting to fall apart a little bit, and I kept getting hurt and injured and. My friend was like, come to yoga with me again. Give it another try. So I was like, okay. So I went and it was at the same place at Iceberg. So, of course, it's, you know, you've got the pool there, the ocean, you know, wind blowing in your hair. It's a pretty good place to do it. And I was like, okay, you know, maybe it's not so bad. And then I went back again. And I was like, okay, you know, I can actually see myself doing this. And then we just started going, yeah, every weekend. And it came to a point where I was like, okay, I need something that's more than just the weekends. I want to start doing it during the week. And then it finally started to take off and I saw such a massive change in my body as well. And my mind started to get clear. Like in the beginning, I hated Shavasana. I, I just couldn't do it. 
I couldn't do it. And now I just can't wait when the teacher's like, okay, start to wiggle your toes and your, and your fingers. I'm like, not yet. Yeah. Like, no, no, I just lie there. And I just don't get up. Um, like, I need five more minutes. It's almost like hitting the snooze button. I just want to stay. Um, but it took me a long time to get to that part. But I think, you know, it was because I actually really needed it. My mind was racing all the time and I didn't know how to control that. So it took me a while to get into it. But once I did and once I started to really feel the benefits from it, I, yeah, I couldn't stop. I became a bit addicted. Yeah, I, f- I find most people kind of have that journey with yoga. It kind of creeps up on them. They start it because someone drags them there or because, you know, they want to try a new exercise and at first they're sort of uncomfortable with it and it doesn't feel quite right. And then there's that defining moment all of a sudden where you're like, ah, oh, Yeah, and your body just starts to click into place. I'm like, oh, I could now reach my toes or I'm getting a little bit further. You know, you start to see a bit of results as well, which always helps when you're trying something new. Um, have you guys found, like, have you found – there's this big difference between yoga student and yoga teacher. Like what, what do you think the teacher training did for you guys in terms of progression of the practice? Yeah, teacher training was such an interesting experience. I mean, we kind of went into it with, with open mind and didn't really know what to expect. And, you know, we had, for ours, we had a couple of different aspects. We were in a foreign country, um, that we didn't speak the, the language, um, you know, we had just started out on this bigger journey as well. So um, for us, we went into it with an open mind, just, you know, hoping to just get something out of it. And I mean, it's pretty physically intensive. You're doing, you know, eight, well, eight hours of yoga and theory a day. So it's also mentally draining. Um, but for us, it was just a good time to look within ourselves and get a bit of an understanding around who we are as a person. And I think, you know, once you make that transition to a teacher, you're still always a student. You're still always learning. And that's, and that just showed that, you know, when we got to the end of the trip, we were like, we actually want to do another teacher training, you know, and they kind of actually become a bit addicting as well, because you constantly want to expand your own practice and continue to learn so you can pass it on to somebody else. But you also just want to keep learning. And, you know, as we now are back and we're starting to really get into our teaching, I'm learning so much every day from the people that I teach, just about my own self around how I should teach my own body um, and just learning, you know, different people's um, flexibility and, you know, their level and where they are. So, yeah, it's been pretty interesting. And I think for me it's, um, it's been also, similar to what Amanda said, an interesting journey whereby you're studying this, this thing called yoga and, you know, it's not just about physical practice. It's about, you know, mental benefit and spiritual benefit and, you know, there is a culture and an entire history and philosophy of, of what yoga is about. And I had no idea going into our teacher training what that really meant. I, I'd never really done yoga other than at the local studio and, and we specifically chose a, a type called Ashtanga, and that is, we didn't know at the time, but probably one of the more you know, regimented, um, structured types of yoga out there. For, for me, it's actually about seeing the results and then you know, physically feeling you know, better about yourself. And then you know, mentally, it's actually about you know, being able to clear your mind and, and do things like meditation. And I think taking that line whereby you're moving from a student to a teacher is such an incredible experience and because you see those results you know every day um, it does become addictive and I think it's something that you really look inwards towards and, and say hey how can I improve myself to 
um, you know, work with people better? How can I better communicate? How can I better do business? All these sorts of aspects are really fundamentals of what you learn in, in yoga. Ben, I'd love to hear your perspective on this because I feel like, you know, the more the, the more I go to yoga, the more I'm noticing men popping up in the classes and there's been like this real sort of burst of it in the last 24 months probably, I'd say, in the last two years. Yeah. Do you think that do you think that um, men are getting different things out of yoga than women are, or do you think that it's just been sort of this kind of area that they didn't feel like they belonged in for a while? Or what do you what do you think's happening in that space? Yeah, good question. I think it's both. I think that um, you know fundamentally, you know, men think yoga is a activity for women, uh, and you know, anyone that, that does it who's a male, you know, is either vegan or a hippie or, you know, even, you know, question their, their you know, uh, lifestyle status. I think there's a lot of aspects in which men look to yoga as a negative um, until, you know, recently, you're right, in the last couple of years, particularly in, in Australia, I think men are really starting to get into yoga because their girlfriend has dragged them to a class or, you know, their wife has said, hey, you should give it a shot. I've seen other guys do it. And, the interesting fact is when guys get into the room, um, you know, and, and first of all, I guess the hardest decision men actually have to make when doing yoga is actually showing up to the mat. And, you know, a, a good friend of mine, um, you know, Michael James Wong from Boys of Yoga, uh, you know, runs a project that's specifically about getting more men to arrive on the mat. And it's sort of shutting down some of these notions that it's not just for, you know, vegans or, or hippies, that it is for, for any, any other man out there that does sport and is looking for physical and, and you know, mental benefits. Um, so also I think that, you know, a major part of that for, for me is about, you know, spreading that word. And guys that we've taken and, and buddies that I've taken to a yoga class, um, at the end of it will we'll actually positively turn around and say, hey, that was actually really good. Like couldn't touch my toes or – I'm not flexible, but gee, I'm feeling better in that that back muscle that I had problems with. Or, um, you know, it's actually I can see when I play rugby that this could actually benefit my balance and and those sorts of things. So I think that there's significant benefits, and it's really just about dropping the the ego and dropping the personality that that men come to with the perception of yoga. Um, but it's it's amazing, and you know, I couldn't be a greater supporter of of you know boys of yoga and 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 men in general getting to those classes i think there's significant uplift and i'm really personally excited to see what the next couple of years look like in that space yeah me too i'm really excited i grew up in bondi so i've lived in bondi my whole life but for you guys what what was the attraction to bondi and why did you think that something like bondi yoga house belonged in a place like this mm-hmm. Yeah, good question. So uh, when I first moved to Sydney, I was actually living in, we can call it Potts Point, on the King's Cross border. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So for me, it was something that was convenient for work. And then after I was here for about a year, something just clicked. I was like, why am I not living by the beach? I had grew up in like the middle of the woods. The closest beach was two hours away, and that was the Jersey Shore. And so once I moved out here, 
I was kind of like, I feel like I've wasted a year. Why have I not been living here? Um, And then you grow into the lifestyle of living in Bondi. You know, you get up, you go down to the beach in the morning and you're like, what is going on? Why are there 300 people down here at 6 a.m.? And then once you get into it, you realize because it's amazing, you know, the sun is coming up. You can go for a swim before work. Everybody's in quite a good mood because everybody's being active or they're, they're going for a walk. They're taking their dog out and... I think it's a pretty special place. You know, not many places in the world will have, you know, people up really early in the morning being out and about, being cheerful and, you know, having that start to their day. And when I convinced Benny, didn't have to do that much convincing, to move to Bondi, um, you know, that was the first time he got to see a part of that lifestyle as well. And it just makes you a happier person, I think, when you start off your day like that and you get to be by the ocean. And when we were traveling, you know, we did think, you know, could we live in some of these places that we were traveling to? And yeah, we definitely could have. But at the end of the day, it came back to, you know, Bondi is is an amazing place and it has the lifestyle that we want. And with Bondi Yoga House, we, one, wanted to share this place with other people. And we also knew Bondi was a place that people were already coming to. And, you know, the, what Bondi Yoga House offers is that, that local experience as well as that balanced lifestyle. So, you know, it's, you can do your yoga here, but you can also then, you know, have a glass of wine in the evening. And I think that's very much the Bondi life as well. You know, we like to have the best of both worlds and finding that balance, I think, is really important. And that's how we live our lives. So we just really wanted to share that experience with, with everybody. I love that. So retreats are, I mean, retreats are classically, you know, off in the rainforest or, you know, in the woods. And this idea of having an urban retreat is something that's quite new, I think. So what do you think of the, what do you think of the benefits of that? Yeah, and and we absolutely love those retreats that are in the rainforest and and in the middle of nowhere. I think that there's such a benefit in escaping um, to those places. When, as Amanda mentioned, we were traveling last year, we really um, love the concept of actually bringing the retreat tranquility to an urban environment. And so when we talked about Bondi being this magical place where you've got the beautiful ocean, an incredible culture of, of restaurants and cafes and lifestyle, um, and then, of course, this wave of, you know, 2 million-plus travellers that come through this area every year, you know, we thought, hey, well, there's a really fantastic idea to create this awesome, tranquil environment within an urban space. And you can actually plug the two together. And I think this, you know, urban retreat concept that we've come up with is is being well-received. I think people, you know, love to go to some of those more isolated areas uh, and have kind of silent time and, and structured agendas. But there's another audience that really enjoys coming to a space where they can have a mix of both and, and take that balanced lifestyle, as Amanda mentioned. So, you know, I think in its early infancy, we're seeing some positive positive feedback and, and it's an incredible journey for us. You know, we're living on the doorstep of a city we love most around the world and we get to share that experience with visitors as well. And I think it also provides an opportunity for people who may not be able to afford or have the time to, to fly somebody, somewhere and they need just a mini escape from even if they live in the city and they never get out to Bondar, they live in the West and um, they just want to go away for a night or two. Um, it provides people with an escape with, within their reach 
Um, so that's another great way that we can really utilize this urban retreat is just for the local local market and being able to provide people with a chance to, you know, just escape from a weekend away. And I guess like other retreats, you're not in the confines of the house, are you? No. So you have the opportunity to um, really explore Bondi and Sydney. So it's not a retreat where every hour of every day is planned. Um, we have certain things throughout the day that are planned as well as we're quite flexible with, with timing based on what the group wants. But we have a lot of time to hang out. If you want to hang out at the house, great. If you want to go down to the beach, fine. You know, you can do the coastal walk. You get a lot of me time to really just do whatever you want. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds perfect. <laughs> I might walk down after this. Um, so community is a big part of the Bondi lifestyle. How does, um, how does community play a role in Bondi Yoga House? Yeah, so when we uh, actually came up with the concept of, of Bondi Yoga House, we really wanted to uh, find a direct link with the community around us. And, you know, that was because, you, you know, we feel that living in a community environment, it's, it's about working with each other and, and, and growing together. So when we got back, we, we really kind of sat down and said, well, what are some of the key aspects of the community that we want to include? So part of that was partnerships around, you know, fitness. So, yeah, we had both been training with um, an organization here in Bondi uh, for a few years, and so we wanted to align with them with regards to boot camps and, um, and men's-only fitness weekends. And so we, we worked directly with them. With regards to uh, sort of wellness lifestyle, we, we partnered with uh, a juice uh, company here in Bondi as well who's providing juice cleansers with regards to some of the retreats. And then we also wanted to look at a not-for-profit that – we wanted to align to and someone that really shared a, a vision with us with regards to giving back and growing the broader yoga community beyond just the little bubble that we live in. And so we aligned with a, an organization in Melbourne called Yoga Hood and um, we've actually had conversations over the last six months and it was only recently did we form a partnership uh, within the community. But you know, we were talking and, and both very small businesses and we really wanted to, as, as Bondi Yoga House, give back to a, a yoga community where they may not be as lucky to attend a class or you know, culturally may not uh, align with, with a, a yoga studio or a yoga community. So we were able to partner with this not-for-profit in, in a few ways and you know, just being able to give back. And, and we couldn't, in all honesty, be happier with the response that we've had from the community both here in Bondi and even a little broader. Uh, and everyone willing to support and help us grow as a business, you know, help market our organization throughout their networks and their contacts. And it, it's been amazing. And, and we continue to build incredible relationships uh, through people within the area uh, here as well. And we're always keen to partner with local businesses. And, you know, every, as Ben said, everybody's been really supportive of us. And we want to also be able to give that back and support local businesses, as well as with the not-for-profit. We started running um, community yoga classes here as well. Um, so that's another way where we can provide yoga, especially to a lot of beginners, in a safe environment where, you know, we can only really fit around 10 people here um, to practice. So it's a small, smaller space as well as, you know, no judgment and a good small beginner group as well so it's okay if you've never done yoga before as well as people also feel good because it's a small donation and it's going to a good cause so it's not expensive it's for beginners and yeah you're, you're making yourself feel a bit warm and fuzzy because you know you're you're dedicating um it to a good cause 
So if people are interested in coming to stay with you guys, what's the, what's the best way to find out about um, the retreats that you offer? Yeah, so our, our website, uh, bondiyogahouse.com, has all the relevant information about uh, guest house stays. So outside of retreat-specific weekends, we do offer uh, guest rooms for people visiting Sydney, you know, alternative to a hotel or or budget accommodation. You can stay at a retreat, and quite often it's been also interesting. People haven't wanted to leave, They're, you know, wanted to full-time move in because you're in this beautiful environment and you have the flexibility of coming for just one night or two nights. And um, and so our website you know, has all the information with regards to that. And uh, we're also on social, on Instagram and Facebook, um, you know, promoting uh, our, our events and a lot more photography around what we're doing. Yeah, beautiful. And just so we can get a visual for everybody listening, can you can you walk us through the house? Tell us a little bit about it. Sure, yeah. At the moment, we're sitting in our yoga space uh, amongst our, our bean bags and our comfy cushions uh, who are also made by, by someone here in the community. Uh, and then it overlooks the, the garden uh, with beautiful gum trees and, and palm trees, uh, you know, just 15 minutes walk from, from Bondi Beach. Uh, and, you know, whether we've got a guest at the moment sitting relaxing on a day bed and a hammock here out the back, it gives that person a real uh, relaxing environment to, to read a book and, and to relax whilst the sun's out today, which is absolutely beautiful. And then we've got um, our a living space, which uh, we've got some some books in there, and our travel desk where we can help out guests with certain activities or tours within the city. And we're always giving people advice on things to do from a, a locals' perspective. Um, and so we've got um, a guest bedroom downstairs, and then you go up the stairs, and we've got um, three guest bedrooms upstairs, and all the guest bedrooms are decorated um, pretty similar, but they all have beautiful artwork from a local photographer uh, of Bondi and the neighboring beaches and um, hotel beds with, you know, big comfy dunas. Every time I make the beds, I'm like, oh, I can just call in there. <laughs> um, but I think one of the things that stood out to me the most when we actually found this place was when you first walk through the, the front gate of the house, it's just this luscious feel of palm trees and big greenery that it just has such a retreat feel as soon as you walk in you're like am I even in Bondi anymore where am I and you know there's a fountain in the front and you're like wow this is pretty serene and just gives you that good feeling and warm fuzzy feeling when you walk in and I think that's why we've had some guests ask you if they can move in because they didn't want to leave it's just we try to create that that homey feeling for our guests when they're here a home away from home. And speaking of moving in, you guys are living there at the moment, aren't you? We are. We're well, fortunate, yes. <laughs> fortunate enough to be living here at the moment. Yeah, hello. <laughs> yeah, so it is, it is wonderful to come home too, that's for sure. Yeah, beautiful. And, and a bit of a contrast, I imagine, to the lives you were living a year or so ago. Yeah, when well, I mean, we were living out of backpacks for 10 months, it's a, which is a whole nother podcast, I think, um, living out of a backpack for 10 months. But um, yeah, moving from place to place, hostels, camping. Um, so it was nice to have this and yeah, definitely a bit of a change. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. You must learn a lot about yourselves on a trip like that. Yes, definitely. I definitely learned I could pack a bag quite quickly and I yeah. don't need that much to survive. <laughs> I've realized Amanda's a lot better with a smaller bag and not a bigger closet, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, how funny. You're going to have to teach me, Amanda, because I'm not good at that at all. Well, I've had some good practice, yeah. I'll definitely teach you some tricks. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Awesome. No worries. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no, you're welcome. That was that was fantastic. And hopefully um, people will come and check out what you've got going on down there. Absolutely. Yeah. We'd love to host them. Yeah, come see us. Looking to master manifestation? Keen to set intentions and watch them come to life? Needing to clear out the old, stale energy that's no longer serving you? Or perhaps you're just searching for a juicy and soul-nourishing experience with a bunch of like-minded people? Well, starting June 30, I will be running New Moon Intention and Manifesting Workshops from the beautiful sanctuary that is Bondi Yoga House. The new moon is the perfect time to set intentions and do a good spring clean on the stuff that's no longer working for you. And we've all got that stuff. But I know from personal experience and that of my friends and clients that we forget, don't prioritize the time or worse, we aren't even aware of the power that this simple monthly ritual holds. The beauty of inspired lunar nights lies in the power of the conscious collective. You see, when you do all of this spiritual stuff with a bunch of people, you raise the vibration of the entire room and then the ability to manifest, heal and recalibrate becomes all the more powerful. I tend to liken it to that of a yoga class. And you know when you're at home and you think, oh, I'll do, I'll do a bit of practice on my own in the lounge room and you get on the mat and you're about 15 minutes in and you're just not feeling it at all and it's really hard to keep going. That's because when we're in a class and we're surrounded by people that have all come to the class with the same intention and the energy's really high, it gives us the motivation to keep going. And that's what this idea of the conscious collective is. And I created these nights because... I was craving connection and accountability in an environment where I felt supported and nurtured and, to be honest, a little bit spiritually pampered. And that's what these nights are about. I'm talking essential oils, white light healings, beautiful music, nourishing organic teas and treats, and most importantly, the opportunity to connect with others. So for all the event info, you can head to my website, www.theinspiredtable.com.au forward slash events. The first one starts on June 30 in preparation for the July new moon. Um, And I suggest you book tickets now because there's only a limited amount of tickets available because I want these to be very intimate events. And the added bonus is that you get to check out Bondi Yoga House and how beautiful it is. I can't wait for you to see it. So purchase your tickets, come and say hi, check out the space and get excited to fill up your spiritual cup. If you liked this week's episode, head on over to the blog for all the show notes, theinspiredtable.com.au. And if you're looking for a little bit of inspiration before next week's episode, come and find me on Instagram at The Inspired Table or over on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash The Inspired Table. Until next week's episode, I'm Jordana Levine wishing you an inspirational week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 